hidden treasures of the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. So today on Hidden Treasures of the 119th Psalm, we're actually transitioning <laughs> into Hidden Treasures of the Song of Solomon as, you know, Lord has put it on my heart to meditate on statutes, right? That, um... You might remember as we were finishing up the 119th Psalm, when we got to the pay section was the last time that the psalmist asked God to teach him thy statute. <laughs> he said, make thy face shine upon thy servant and teach me thy statutes. And so what we are doing as we're heading into the Song of Solomon is uh, in its own way, it's kind of a continuation <laughs> of the other 19th Psalm in like our never-ending quest to understand what are hukum. In other words, what are these statutes? Because as you, as we talked about in several episodes, that that word statutes is only two letters in Hebrew, and they are the het and the kuf. And so as we <laughs> try to understand these letters better, that we can meditate on these statutes, just like we've talked about and prayed about in the psalm so many times, um, as the letter het has to do with our marriage and our union with Christ, it is the miracle letter in that it is the eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it has to do with a female, excuse me, has to do with a male energy coming down. That would be Christ in the way of a vav, which is like Jacob's ladder. And then there's a Zion on the other side of the het, which is a female energy that is being reflected back up. And that is the bride of Christ. And then over the top of that is what is called a hetoteric. And the idea of this is it's a hoopah, like the hoopah that you would be married in. But very cool, the Jews teach that light is what comes through that narrow gate right there, which would be the light of the world. So as we see Christ and as we get more united to him, we reflect that light back up, and, um, and that is on the eighth letter. And so as it, as, as it just appeared to me as I was praying and praying and praying about this idea of statutes, all of a sudden it just struck me as I've always felt like the Hebrew alphabet was building. In other words, that Aleph was building the bet and the bet was building um, the gimel, etc., all of a sudden, it just struck me like, oh, my goodness. Just like John Eldred says, this is a love story set in the midst of a great battle. And so when I started to see the Aleph bit in this way, all of a sudden, I realized, oh, my goodness, the Aleph bit is telling the love story in its own own way, <laughs> right? Well, in other words, how we're going to get to this marriage is in eight verses of the Song of Solomon, right? That it's not any coincidence at all, I don't think, that the uh, 119th Psalm has eight verses, and I should, I should have said eight chapters in the Song of Solomon, um, and so I don't think it's also any accident at all that the Song of Solomon has eight chapters, and as you may know, those who know me well know, I, it's my, been my favorite book for years and years and years, so as we are transitioning now, we're still in, in our own way, still doing Hidden Treasures 119 Psalm, but we're doing it in quest of understanding the statutes, which has everything to do with understanding our union with God, and, and no better place to study that, in my opinion, than in the Song of Songs. And so just transitioning right now to the first verse in the Song of Songs, um, you know, in English, it just reads simply <laughs> the song of songs, 
which is Solomon's. And uh, not surprisingly, you're going to find that one of the key letters of that verse is an aleph, as we're talking about that this is the first or the be the wisdom of the idea of these eight verses that we're going to find out about the head. <laughs> and again, I don't necessarily know where all we're going. I just know this is where God has me go, is going, and he's also laid it on my heart to memorize the Song of Solomon. And so I'm very, very, very excited to get into this adventure to understand the het better, understand our marriage to Christ better, understand the alphabet better, and of course, be able to meditate on these statutes, which I think has everything to do with our union with God. So the idea of a song of songs, right, it's, it's really cool. If you study the way that a lot of the Psalms are titled, you'll note that they're titled different ways, like a song or a psalm or a psalm and a song. And, and it's interesting, like if you look at the beginning in Hebrew of the 24th Psalm versus the 25th, You'll notice that the 24th, if I recall correctly, says that it's a psalm of David, but the 25th is backwards like that, of David, a psalm. And, and so there's a significant difference in like the 25th psalm was actually David's song, where the 24th song, 24th psalm, was like a psalm of David. Well, you may know, <laughs> according to, you know, Second Kings uh, chapter 4, verse 32, Solomon spoke 3,000 Proverbs, 900 of which, by the way, are in the book of Proverbs, and he had 1,005 songs. So if we're landing here that this is number one on the hit list <laughs> of Solomon's songs, you know, he had more songs than he had wives. But anyway, um, I, th I think it's fascinating, his passion, and obviously I'm not surprised that he wrote 1,005 songs but this one is the biggest and the best. There's no doubt about that in so many different ways. The Jews have taught actually that this, in fact, they still teach and have taught forever, that this is the holy of holies of the Bible. In other words, of all the books of what they call the Tannic, all their canon of the Bible, they will tell you that the Song of Solomon is the holiest because this is literally, in fact, when they um, use the word Solomon in uh, the, the Psalm in Hebrew, this is one of those words that's so holy that if they got it wrong and they didn't capitalize it in the right way when they wrote it in their Torah scrolls, they would get lashes because they felt like Solomon's name in this was so holy because it is a picture of our, or in this case, Solomon's relationship with Christ. But again, you can put your own name in there. You can put the church in there. You can put the Jews in there. However you want to look at it, if you're God's people, this is your song. Right. And, and, and it's going to take us there, not just a song, but the song of songs. <laughs> like, is it, and, and you may be, well, I'm just blessed out of my socks to know that that, that word sure in, in, in Hebrew starts with a uh, shin and then there's a vav and then there's a resh when it comes to the idea of a song. Right. And so when you look at that word in Hebrew and we do our little 119, um, you know, test on it to look what that would look like in the miracle verses of the of each of the letters of the word song it looks like this so it starts out with a shin which we talk about is this beautiful fire word that has so much to do with judgment and testing but also so much to do with peace <laughs> and shalom and uh, shabbat and all these things so 
The Shin, the miracle verse was, I will keep your precepts and testimonies. All my ways are before thee. And so, you know, here's this idea of cherishing these precepts and testimonies. And clearly, as we head into the Song of Solomon, you know, we are cherishing this in a big way. And you'll not be surprised that the second letter is a vav because it has everything to do with praise and worship. So the letter vav, the miracle um, verse is, I will lift my hands up to the commandments and I I will meditate. It says, I will lift my hands up to the commandments that I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Well, (laughs) that's exactly what we're doing as we're heading into this Song of Solomon. And so there's two of those when it comes to, you know, the Song of Songs. So we get two shins and two vovs right there as beautifully. And then the last letter in the word song, which is a resh, is thy word is true from the beginning. And every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. As we talked about before, that word judgment has a shin in it as well. So this idea of like we're going to get some refining, going to go through this particular fire of this song, which is the song of songs in so many different ways. Matthew Henry, uh, one of my favorite commentators on the Bible, he wrote about the Song of Solomon that it was the deepest of the deep, that an elephant could swim around in it. <laughs> well, and most of the Puritans and, and all held to that same idea of this being the allegory of Christ and the church, or in this case, I love to do it as me and Christ. And so as we head off into this adventure, I wonder about your song, right? We know that David had songs and Solomon had songs. And so what would your song like look like if you wrote a song? Maybe you're already a songwriter, but what would your song of songs be? Well, <laughs> I thought about that for myself, and I actually, um, year before last, I took it upon myself to relearn the guitar, which I cherished when I was young, and I, I had learned to play classical guitar when I was very young. And so when the, movie, when the song Classical Gas came out, it was always something that had been my challenge to learn it, and I wanted to learn it for a boot camp. And, and so as I set out for that, I unfortunately clipped off the end of my little finger just to make it doubly difficult to learn how to play. But nonetheless, I finished what I tried started out doing when I was 13 or 14 years old and finished learning how to play Classical Gas the way I like it anyway. And I did that without the use of my little finger. Well, after I did that, and, and had gotten, you know, better really at the guitar than I had ever been in my life. Not to say I'm good at it, but I was at least feeling like I was making serious progress in guitar. I wrote this song. Um, and, and so uh, uh, that next spring, my producer, Beth Ann, you might remember, just an awesome, awesome friend. She recorded it. And so I'm going to play my song. Um and it pretty much speaks for itself, <laughs> which at this point in time of all the songs I've written, and I wrote a lot when I was younger, but never about God. So this was this is Robbie's Song of Songs. up to me. 
sanctuary I felt abandoned, an orphan alone Betrayed by my lovers and friends I had known Jesus, Jesus How did I ever know it was you? But I knew it was you, I knew it was you My heart paralyzed me at night Sin, shame, deep sadness was hidden from sight Love was a hoax, there's no way it could last I was the problem, the die had been cast Jesus, Jesus How did I ever know it was you? I knew it was you, I knew it was you your word, and I started to thirst, like Job I had questions, but wasn't well versed, you drew me a well that never runs dry, a faith and a savior on whom I rely, Jesus, Jesus, how did I ever know it was you, but I knew it was you, I knew it was you. Shades of my soul, the glimpse of your face, glory's light made me whole. It was you all along that my heart beat full. I finally found it was you I adore. Jesus, Jesus, how did I ever know it was you? I knew it was you, but I knew. Thank you.